Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Raider Nation, welcome to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. As always, brought to you by myself and my good friend Tyler. Tyler, man, how you doing? Doing well. I'm rocking a... Uh... Hunter Renfro jersey today on the show. I know the listeners cannot see this, but uh, a good friend of mine sent me a jersey for my birthday, and so I'd like to say thank you for the birthday present, Micah, and uh, yeah, exactly man. exactly the rookie that I wanted. Some may think I'm a bit crazy and deranged, but you know what? <laughs> I've been screaming Hunter Renfro's name for two years. Yeah, and uh, finally it happened, and I appreciate your generosity, and uh, so I'm rocking this fine jersey uh, thanks to Micah today. The old awesome. number 13. Heck yeah, man. Well, you know what? You got it. You know, I don't normally like to go out on a limb. I didn't get a Khalil Mack jersey his rookie season. I don't normally do that kind of thing, but man, ever since I've known you, you've been kind of pounding the table for Hunter Renfro, so I was like, you know what? Oakland's had a deficiency at the slot receiver position. I've got no doubt that Hunter Renfro is going to start week one, is going to get snaps at that position. Uh, and I just, I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling about Hunter Renfro and, and, and what he's going to bring to the table for Oakland. So I think when we look back on this, that, uh, that that's going to, having that jersey, though maybe prematurely bought, I think uh, will work out in the end. So... Raider Nation, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. As always, we are family-friendly, 100% political-free. We are like, I don't know, what, 40 podcasts deep now with no politics? Something like that. So if you were looking for political talks and opinions, I'm sorry you won't find it here. We will talk Raider football, football in general, um, all the time, all the time. So... um, Tyler, it's you know I'm a little bit out of my groove because we took last week off. Summertime is here, so you know I got you know me. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, Tyler and I are both big fishermen. We love to catfish, bass fish, trout fish, all that good stuff. So obviously, all that's heating up. I have been out many a time catching some fish. Um, so I've, I'm a little bit off my game today, but we're gonna throw this thing down because we've got some good content. We've got some phone calls coming in at you. But Tyler, do you have any shout outs for us to start the podcast off with? Yes, I do, and I'm gonna have to scroll down to where we ended last time because I know oh, I can't remember where we stopped last time. There were so many uh, shout outs, and then I was like, oh, hey, we didn't need we to... stop? It was at Monster yes. Mash, Ken? Yeah, it was. I just, yeah. yep, I got Who right coincidentally there. called in. So we'll hear his sultry voice later, so stay yes, tuned. Yes, we will. Stay tuned for that. So we're going to start off with Susie uh, La, L.A. Shipman, at L.A. Shipman underscore one. 
Joe Diaz, Vegas Sports Daily. He's a sports writer and photographer for Vegas Sports Daily. Ah, he'll uh, be busy soon. Yes, he will. I think he is pretty busy. He he does post up a lot of pictures and stuff. Oh, that nice. I like to look at as far as the their stadium and such goes. Uh, Raider Smiley, podcast of Steel. Now they are a part of the uh, of a podcast network. So we're always even though they they do a podcast about uh, the Steelers. I'm always down for giving other people some podcast love. Absolutely. Uh, Joey Bag of Donut podcast, which is another one. Uh, DeAndre Washington. Not our DeAndre Washington, but he That's is an all- I know. He is a an All-American tight end uh, at UAM. Night Raider, Mr. McMurderer, Jordan Burton, Daughter of the Burton, ah. who is on our Mount Rushmore of followers. Uh, I'm here for this. Rollicking Raider. Thank you, Rollicking Raider. Saturday Sports Beat. Vince De La Cruz. Uh, Clapback Raiders. Brad Weiss. Lisa Smith. AK7682. Uh, that is a... She is a... Or he. I think it's a she. Is a big... Um, Fan of Mar, I can't remember his name. That they called him the Twos. Uh, his name <laughs> escapes me right now. He's a former Raiders player. Uh, Vegas Wish. Uh, he tries to give the gift of Golden Knights hockey to Las Vegas community and passing it forward. Uh, Rebecca Grant, Mister Washington, Cody Ryan, Black and Silver Girl, Raider Woods, Raider Nation for Life, Adam Stock, Raider Rick. Venom Media Productions, Big H Raider 1982, Roger, uh, Top Wop Raider, eh, As compared to the Bottom Wop Raider. Right. We only want the Top Wop Raiders right. on our show. Uh, Swag Jeff. I'm starting, uh, if you remember, I think Murph may have mentioned him on our last podcast. He's doing a podcast with Murph about Raiders history. That's uh, right. I have started calling him Swaggy J instead of Swag Murph. So we'll see if we can get that to stick around. There we go. Love it. Just Win Johnny, who is a designer. Uh, he does a lot of a lot of stuff for Raider Nation as far as designs on shirts and stuff. Wes Newman, Abdul Meeman, Ellis Ching, Raider Neal, and last but not least, A. Lino at AC Lino831. Raider Nation for Life. Those are our shout-outs this week. Thank you to all of our followers. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we love interacting with the nation. As as good or bad as it may be, that is that is our, cho- that is our chosen thing to do and our chosen pastime. It's awesome. It's awesome. We really do enjoy it, and, and we're excited. We got a couple more calls this week to get to later in the podcast. Um, and, and that's really why we started to do this. And anybody who's listened to this podcast for a while and those who who are new to this, we're I'm not, Tyler, we're not here and we're not set up as some sort of like, we've got a hotline into Mike Mayock. You guys need to tune into the podcast every week to listen to our takes because we know what's going on. We know the situation. It's nothing like that, man. We're just a couple of guys passionate about Oakland Raider football, been been 
been riding with the Raiders since we were little. And we're just like, you know what? We would like to not only share our thoughts and opinions on the state of the nation, but also get everybody else's thoughts and opinions on the state of the nation. Why not just do it on a podcast platform? Instead of through random messages on different posts and everything like that on, through Twitter or Facebook or whatever other social media site that you might uh, consume or, or use. So um, I'm just telling you right now, we are not self-proclaimed analysts. We do not I, – I, though, though we do feel like we have a, a pretty good grasp on the game of football. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm – you know, I, I know what's going on. I, I've watched enough football. I've played football personally. I've I've been in, under, around, on, beneath, over football for so long. I've got a pretty good grasp of what's going on, but I do not sit here and pretend to know uh, the inner workings of Mayock's mind, of Gruden's mind, and, and how they're going to proceed. And so if you're looking for that kind of, like, I'm not an insider, Tyler. I, I'm not a self-proclaimed insider, so don't don't come at me for that because— You're not? No, I, I, oh. I'm, you know, now, you, sometimes, sometimes it peeks through with, you know, I called the Cleveland Farrell pick. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give myself right. a pat on the back for that one. Called that months ago. Um, so, you know what? Maybe I need I to consider. I drafted Hunter Renfro to the Raiders in the fifth round once. Right. So, you know what? Maybe I do need to reconsider my title. Maybe. I think so. Um, maybe I need to consider myself an analyst. Um, uh, because I feel like I've just been a student of the game. Maybe I, maybe my, I don't understand my true calling yet. Maybe I, I need to, you know, the mantle of leadership is thrust upon some people. And I some believe people, we call that an epiphany. Right. So maybe I need to answer the call and maybe I'm not the analyst that the Raider nation needs, but maybe I am the one that they deserve. So Absolutely. I need to think that's about that. That's a great that. Batman quote, by the yeah, way. That's yeah. It's, I I need to maybe I need to take the next couple weeks and examine that and see uh, <laughs> maybe if I'm missing my calling here and and uh, maybe I'll bless the Raider Nation uh, with another uh, hot take analyst uh, in the form of Micah on the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. We'll like give it. that we'll give that some thought though before we rush into that. However, Tyler, I think to start this thing off. We have a couple of what would you call that? Um, some we got some uh, not some hate raining down, but we've got to address some issues with some articles we've been reading in the off season. Now I know sometimes I feel like sometimes these beat writers, you know, are trying to find some stuff to talk about because it's the off season, it's the downtime. They're trying to keep interest generated, and for a lot of social media, you know, it's all about the likes, the follows, the comments, the retweets, the the shares. So, um, but t- Tyler, I'm going to let you start this one off. You had an article that came out recently uh, that, that I thought found very interesting. Uh, what what was that? What was that on your end? Because we, we need to hash this out because I feel like some of these beat writers are getting out of control, man. Yeah, I... Uh... I'm a man of words, Micah. Words mean a lot to me. And so when I read something, and especially from a a quote-unquote professional writer, I expect things to be worded correctly. Right. Now, when you're writing, I am probably a better writer than I am a speaker because I have time to think about my words. When you're speaking and you're talking on a podcast, things are just coming to your brain and you're spitting stuff out. But this is something that is published in the USA Today on Raiders Wire. 
Now, a lot of times from a lot of different sources, I simply scroll past because I know that a lot of it is just garbage. Like it's it's people acting like they're an insider with all this information when all actuality, it's exactly what you and I do. It's our right. opinion. And right. and that's, you know, maybe that's their platform, but these people put out information that a lot of Raider Nation takes as like scripture, as gospel truths, if you will. Right. Now, this is, I'm going to quote from this article. After an abysmal rookie season, Gary on Conley needed a strong second season to avoid the dreaded, quote, bust, close quote, label. But after the first few months of the season, that seemed almost inevitable. Conley was the subject of many trade rumors, and it was believed that he could have been moved for a late-round selection in April. However, the Raiders decided to stick with him, and that move could not have been smarter. Now, wow, this, this is my problem with the whole entire thing. The word abysmal, Micah, abysmal is something that, that is terrible, that is garbage, that is trash, that is like the, the second coming of Reggie Nelson playing last year. That is <laughs> yes. abysmal. No offense, <laughs> but that is, that is the definition of the word abysmal. You, will, you look in Webster's Dictionary, and it's, it's uh, Reggie Nelson 30 yards behind receivers on go patterns. That's, yeah, they, I, that's abysmal. I think they also have a picture of Jamarcus Russell um, in the abysmal section as yes, well, If last time is, I checked. Yes, that is also abysmal. Abysmal is trash, Micah. It's terrible. It's somebody that tried and sucked. Pardon my French, but that is what it is. That is what abysmal is. Gary on Conley played how many games his first season, Micah? He played two. He played two. You want to know how many he started of those yes, two? Yes, I would love to. Zero. None. So, anybody, and you can connect the dots on this, Anybody that knows Jack Squat, anything, that knows anything about football, knows that cornerback is one of the most difficult positions to tr to change over to go from the college to the elite level of the NFL. Anybody that knows anything knows that. I know that, Micah. I don't even play football. <laughs> but here is the thing. Would you call Gary on Conley knocking a ball back into play for a potential interception an abysmal play? Uh, no, a rookie who never started. I would, I would be pretty jacked as a fan. Exactly. So that is their definition of this so-called abysmal season that he had. He had something going wrong with his tibia bone. I don't know what it was. Nobody ever said anything. But when you're injured, that is not abysmal. Abysmal is where, like we said before, you try it and you're terrible. Abysmal is Jamarcus Russell. Abysmal is Reggie Nelson on the back end of our defense, 30 yards behind a, re a streaking receiver. That is abysmal. Uh, you know what another... This, abysmal is Nathan Peterman pretending he's a quarterback. That's also yes. abysmal. Nathan Peterman throwing six interceptions in a half of a game is abysmal. 
this is not abysmal. That is, yes. if you could, if you want to give it a word, you say probably disappointing, uh, a a maybe a, even a wasted season is, right. is what you would call that. It's not abysmal. No, the guy we were calling him Conley Island after two games that he right. didn't even start. That's not abysmal. Uh, and so that right there, like the first two, the first sentence, just. I, I was like, okay, I'm done. I understand that as he goes on into the article, he's like, oh, Gary on Conley has transformed into this great cornerback, and we know that he has. He's done well. But the first sentence as a reader is like, this is garbage. And right. you're going to call Gary and Conley a bust after one injury, like one season of being injured? Right. You're ready to call him a bust? Right. Seriously. Come on now. He, he he has no control over his injury. You know, it's not like he went out in the offseason, you know, like who was that? Was that Marcel Clive Reese? Clive Walford? Or Walford, yeah. You know, right was that riding four wheelers, I believe. Yeah. Got got injured. Yeah, it's, uh, he he got injured playing the game of football. Like right. you can't help that. That's I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you actually do get injured playing football. That's part of playing football. You know, this yes. isn't this isn't uh, uh, this isn't this national Scrabble tournament, um, right? So it's, so it's he, not it's not the state tournament of bocce ball, right? No offense, right? He had one pass defended, five solo tackles, and several seven total tackles his rookie season for no game started. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. St- stop. This is. This is just like inciting or this is this is coming from somebody who doesn't follow the Raiders, obviously, though is somehow being passed off as a Raiders writer for a Raider website. Because anybody who watched the 2017 season would know uh, that this is just he, he was injured he was out like what, what uh, to call that abysmal he didn't start two games the two games he started in those were his stats and the rest of the season he was out disappointing maybe i'm disappointed he's injured i don't think there was anybody i don't think there's anybody on any team anywhere that wouldn't be disappointed that their first overall pick was injured and out his first season i i'm not jumping around for joy but is abysmal Conley has nothing to do over that. He, he's his stats. It's not like, well, the two games he was in, he gave up four touchdowns. Uh, they passed for an average of 113 yards per game on him. And you know, okay, that's abysmal. That's abysmal. We, now we we might be worried. And then all of a sudden he comes out in 2018 and turns it around. Three interceptions. Uh, he starts uh, 14 games. He has uh, 15 passes defended. He has 24 solo tackles. You know, then it would be like, wow, he really did turn it around. But you can't go from rookie who hasn't done anything to sophomore who all of a sudden has a big year and say, wow, he really had turned that abysmal season around. And he, uh, Come on. that's This is lazy writing. This is lazy and very is. uninformed It's either writing. lazy or just not very bright. Not very I, bright. I haven't, haven't decided yet. I'm, go, I'm leaning towards not very bright. I'm, I'm leaning towards uninformed because that's just a very – it sounds like somebody who looked at some numbers really quickly and was like, wow, only one pass defended and five – solo tackles 
that looks pretty abysmal. Yeah, well, you didn't notice that he only started two games. You know, we had this problem before. Who was it? There's a there's an Oakland website that's run by a Falcons fan. I don't remember who it is. It's uh um, but it seems like we have we have all these like satellite websites set up with a bunch of beat writers who think was it the... just Blog Baby? Yes, at that's one it. time is that what it, is that the one that was that? Right, right. And I and quit so... following them because I was tired of like all of the. The uninformedness. Right, right. And so, and, and here's, I don't have a problem. I enjoy reading articles. I enjoy reading people's opinion because at the end of the day, beat writers for these websites like Raiders Wire, like Just Blog Baby, just like any other of these, other of these website, Oakland Wait, Raider websites, they're just, they're just a bunch of fans with personal opinions. And that's fine. But don't, let's not pass this off. Let's not start writing articles and trying to get them published in big places like Bleacher Report and things like that. That with, with, with uninformed writers, let's not, let's not start putting all this together because now we're muddying the waters for those people who are truly trying to get somewhere, who are trying to like put something together in the world of journalism. I think that's one of the reasons why journalism is taking such a big hit recently and it's it's dying because of stuff like this. Because because we have a bunch of beat writers and I don't think it's just Oakland. I'll bet if you went around to a lot of fan bases, you'd find it, but we're talking Oakland Raider football. I have a bunch of beat writers that are just a bunch of college kids or guys that are just doing it as a hustle on the side because they enjoy the, you know, they enjoy the doing it and writing about it and that's fine. That's cool. But... But then the problem is a lot of these guys then turn around and on so through social media stuff they, they try to pass themselves off as like these insiders or these guys that you know oh I've got this you know I've got a uh, uh, what do they call it a pass to the games a um what uh, a press pass to the games you know right I'm, right I'm I'm press now man you know I'm sitting up in the box I'm up there. and it's like really boy they they just kind of give these things out to anybody don't they um and, and that it and it gives true journalism a bad name when you're writing stuff up like this. That's my opinion. Now, some people might be listening to this going, gosh, you guys are just picking on her. Well, is this just what you do? It sounds like you guys are kind of jealous. No, I'm not jealous. I'm, I'm totally fine with people. To, I'm, I'm, I'm talking in a podcast about radio football. But when you have a bad take, you deserve to be called out on it. And, and, and I'm not going to sit by and just be like, well, you know, when you're passing yourself off as a writer, as a journalist, that's when I take issue. If somebody would have just got on and would tweet it out, like, you know, I think Conley had, he didn't, you know, if you tweeted out Conley had an abysmal rookie season, I'm pretty sure that about half of Raider Nation would have descended on you and been like, what in the world are you talking about? This is the dumbest tweet. Conley was out 14 games. How can you call that abysmal? Uh, maybe I should put a poll up. Did you think Conley, uh, rookie season was abysmal and see what Raider Nation thinks? But, so, so if you don't want to end up on our podcast under bad takes, poor takes, then don't have poor takes, man. That's just, just fair warning out there. I, but anyway, that's that is crazy, man. I remember you you bringing that up to me, and I was just scratching my head. Like at first, I didn't believe you at first. I was like, no, somebody didn't write that. That's not. That's not. Alas, they did, and I found it. <laughs> I go through a lot of information on the Raiders daily, and it's. Uh, I try, like Murph said last week or in our last podcast, to keep it to, you know, reputable sources. But sometimes non-reputable sources need to be called out and perhaps publicly shamed a little bit because it's it's garbage. Like that is an abysmal 
article. Like that's probably the third definition, the third picture by the word abysmal is that article right, right. there. Right. And but, you know, if it's just somebody tweeting, eh, that's fine. Everybody's got an opinion. I don't agree with it. I'm not going to come on a podcast and be like, oh, did you hear about what this guy said? Oh my gosh, that is insane. Nah, it's whatever. But when, but when somebody who is trying to act as a journalist comes out with stuff, that's when it's like, okay, hold up. Wait a second. That's when you're going to end up on the podcast uh, on the wall of shame for a month. So, anyhow, we're not just we're not hunting social media to just define trying to find you know takes we disagree with or that we don't like um, just so we can call people out on it. It's when you're trying to pass yourself off as a journalist, as somebody reputable, as somebody who is you know knows that some inner workings or you know believes they do. And you're going to give this hot take. It's just, I feel like recently, man, it's just one after another hot take, hot take. Who can out hot take the next person? And I feel like it's because this industry has become so saturated with these beat writers that to get noticed, you have to, you know, to get the follows, to get the likes, to get the retweets, the shares, you gotta, you gotta come up with something crazier than the last person or have a hot take. I mean, it's like Skip Bayless all over the, uh, all over the Twitter's verse and the and the Facebook verse. So, anyhow, we're done with that one. I think I think we did that one justice. Well, yeah, and and at the same time too, like, where were all these rumors supposedly of Conley being traded for right. a late round pick? I'd never heard that ever. Right. I've heard th- I had heard that may- he might be traded or cut. But when I'm are like, they after saying the he was he... supposed to be traded? Was that after 2017 or after 2018? No, after this past year, like dirt, like right before the draft, is 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 what he's saying. He's saying that he could have been moved for a late round selection in April. So prior to the draft, allegedly there were a bunch of rumors. Like I said, I I go through a lot of Raiders information every day. I had heard maybe once or twice that they may cut him or that that you know, they would trade him. But I don't think that that was ever a real possibility. Did right. you ever hear anything like that? You know, I think the only information I ever heard on that is stuff that you passed down to me because I never saw anything. For those of you who don't know, I manage Facebook. Tyler manages Twitter because both of us trying to do either both or one or the other is is darn near impossible. And actually, contrary to popular belief, we don't get paid to do behind the high patch podcast. So we have to work regular jobs like regular people <laughs> um uh but uh i hadn't heard anything about that but i think the craze had come from we had just gotten rid of khalil mack we got rid of kamari cooper the there were there were rumors that we might get rid of carl joseph i know that still kind of swirls a little bit oakland didn't pick up his option um so i think i think everybody was considered heck even Carr was considered on the trading on the chopping block so i think everybody kind of figured that well nobody's safe on the Oakland Raider roster, but I never heard any real buzz minus Carl Joseph that right. Oakland was really seriously interested in moving Gary on Connolly. And I'm wondering if this is just, if this is a product of a bunch of people coming up with different theories and then they begin to believe, you know, beat writers coming up with theories. Then they start to believe each other's theories as if like, Oh, this beat writer must have an, some inside track or whatever because I've heard this twice now. It's like no, these are just a bunch of guys with maybe an outside opinion, with an out of a box idea. But then 
people start to run with it, you know, then other beat writers start to run with it. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, there were rumors. There were, it's like, no, there weren't, there were two, there were two different writers on two, two different beat writers, you know, so, so two different, probably college kids uh, on two different websites that just wrote up an article one day thinking had the same ideas, right? They thought, well, I wonder if we'd move Conley, you know, we've moved all these other people. Then all of a sudden everybody's like, Whoa, did you hear that? Conley might get be might be getting moved. Oh, it's kind of like the car stuff. Oh, you know, they're moving on from car, man. Oh yeah. Car's gone. He's a goner. And it's like, this like, could Mayock and Gruden not make it any more clear that they wanted car when Mayock says cars are guy. When Gruden's with all this stuff, but yet everybody's still, and look how far that made it. That made it into people who were writing for NFL.com, ESPN.com. They yep. were mocking up all this stuff. Oakland, man, Haskins at the fourth pick, Kyler Murray at the fourth pick, man, because cars out of there. But all rumors and reports have it, you know, cars out of there. Well, I think all these people just start believing their own ideas too much right and then then all of a sudden they start running with it and one or two other people start running with it and next thing you know you have this rumor mill that got started from a couple of beat writers writing an article in their living room and they're sitting back there loving all the tweets and retweets and the short the short twitter fame that they have which is a perfect segue into a question that was sent to us by monster mash ken you you alluded to it perfectly micah what does, speaking of Derek Carr, what does he need to do to convince everyone, in all capital letters, that he's the man? What he's is the man. What is, what is the minimum that he has to do oh, to shut question. people up? First off, big shout out to Monster Mash Ken. Uh, appreciate the support and uh, uh, good luck with him and his, and his podcast endeavors as well. Dude, we talked about this. How much can you expect from Oakland this year? I like the talent on offense that Oakland has, but it's young. It's just been put together this offseason. This team hasn't been playing for two or three or four years together. Antonio Brown, Williams, Josh Jacobs, um, uh, 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 tight end. What's his bucket? We've got Butler. We've got Waller. Uh, Waller um, big hype surrounding him. It is offseason, so you got to take that with a grain of salt. Um, but these guys haven't been playing together. So right. so what what can we expect? I would be perfectly also tickled. new additions to the offensive line right as well right We'll get to that in a minute with the uh, with the uh, so-called um, outrage over the incognito signing. Um, I, I would be perfectly tickled with an eight and eight season. I think Carr and company I, I think Carr and company have to show that this offense is putting up anywhere between 24 plus points a game. Would be my thing. I think this offense has the offensive weapons to put up at least three touchdowns and a field goal a game. I think that yep. needs to happen. Um, much so. like what we saw in 2016, I, I wouldn't surprise me if the defense, I think the defense has improved. If you go by Madden ratings, our defense last year was like a 61. I think this defense <laughs> might be like a 70 this year. But I think that's about where it would be because we still have... Again, a lot of new pieces, young pieces as well. A lot still, of young pieces. So, so you can't expect. I expect quite a few games again this year to be lost by the defense. I expect the defense to do good, better than they did last year, but still just not have that finishing. You know, not having that. I think there are going to be. Let's say last year, take. I think there were five or six times we had the lead uh, in the fourth quarter. 
But then the other, you know, Kansas City was a perfect example. You know, we finally tie the game up. It's like, okay, here we go. Then Kansas City just drives right down, scores a touchdown. You know, there are going to be times now where maybe five out of five games last year, we lost all those. Well, maybe now we only lose three of those. Because two of them, the defense is just good enough, just a little bit better enough to win a couple of those games. And then the following year, now we're winning three or four of those games where we're tied going into the fourth quarter. So I think Carr, to shut the haters up, I think Carr has to have a phenomenal season. I don't expect, Carr can't do it all, but I think you need to see the offense humming. I think you need to see an offense that's just like, holy mackerel, at any given Sunday against any given opponent can put up 31, 34 points a game. Um, and, and and Carr is balling out like what we saw in 2016. I think that would quiet the haters. I don't think a record is going to show that. I think obviously a record would help, but don't count on the Oakland Raiders record to help Carr out. Don't think, oh, they've got to go, you know, 10 and 6, 12 and 4 uh, for people to love Carr again. No, no, no. I think I think Carr, I think the offense just has to be working, rocking and rolling. Expect the defense to be a year or two behind. Um, but look for Carr to not be making those decisions. Like we talked about in the last podcast, throwing intercept, you know, underthrowing wide receivers in the end zone after an eight play drive that results in an interception, you know, those kinds of things. So it's just like, Oh man, are you kidding me? This, you know, we're going down It's right before half. We could go up by four, you know, it's, it's 17 to it's 17 to 14 and we could go get a touchdown and there's, you know, 30 seconds left. We drove the length of the field and then car throws an interception. We had a few games like that last year where it's just like, Oh gosh, ah, this is killing me. But again, in a new offense, I think, I think we need to see a vast improvement of that in 2019 second year in Gruden's offense, being more comfortable, obviously, the players around him. Um, and but for me, if you want to go record, I think if Oakland's 8-8, eight and eight, if they're if they're into December and they're still in the hunt for a wildcard pick spot, um, I would be I would be ecstatic about that. We talked about that a long time ago. I think 7-9 and nine to 9-7 nine and seven for me is that range I see Oakland falling in. Um, and I think the, big, the biggest thing, though, is just not seeing a lot of those mental mistakes that seemed like you saw Carr make last year, uh, where it's just like, oh, shoot, what? Oh, come on, man. Like, you were doing so well. And then right. <laughs> it was just like just a real big brain fart kind of a thing. So Yes. I uh... – I was just, as you were talking, I was looking up some stats. So 2016 Derek Carr, 3,937 yards passing. It's a passing league, Micah. Like right. the, These numbers are, um, I mean, I don't remember how many yards Mahomes put up last year, but this has become an, it, it is transitioning from, a the traditional ground and pound to more of a let's air it out like right. colleges. So 2016 car, 3,937 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, six interceptions for a 96.7 QBR. Considered Three. by many an MVP candidate. Considered, he was. I think he finished third in right. the MVP voting that year. So the next year, he was down a about 500 yards. He had 22 touchdowns, 13 picks, 86.4 QBR. Right. So, you know, not a, I mean, not a terrible year. Not, not abysmal. Means, not abysmal. <laughs> but that was the year that, you know, it, it just, everything, the wheels fell off. Del right. Rio got fired. We had, uh, what's his bucket? trying to run the offense down. Was it Downing? 
Right. Uh, trying to run the offense. We had and Ken Norton was, Jr., I think, at the, at yeah, the defensive that role. Was, those were abysmal as well. And uh, Todd Downing, I think, now is like a tight ends coach drifting around the league. Like, that's Oof. how good he really was. Right. 2018 Derek Carr, 4,049 yards, his best ever, 19 wow. touchdowns, 10 interceptions for a 93.9 QBR. Three points, 3.2 points, if you want to get real technical about it, off of his 2016 performance. I see somebody that came in, had a chip on his shoulder, was getting used to running a John Gruden-style offense, which is the West Coast offense, which is fairly difficult to run. There's a lot of verbiage. There's a lot of jargon. There's a lot of things that are different. So here's Cars busting his butt in the offseason. He's trying to learn a new offense for the third time in three years. Okay, third time in three years, new offense. He had one with Musgrave, one with Downing. Now Gruden comes in. There is a lot to be said about throwing for 4,049 yards, Absolutely. 19 touchdowns. That's that's incredible. In your first year of an offense, like that's that's fabulous. Right. And like I told Murph, I said, you know, or he said, why, what do you, why do we think that Carr won't have a good year? I, I don't think he won't have a good year. I think Derek Carr is a very decent quarterback. And looking at the Carson Wentz signing, he's a very affordable quarterback. Right. Like you've got Carson Wentz who hasn't done jack squat really. I mean, he got injured, and Foles took him to the Super Bowl, right? And right. won the Super Bowl for him. Last year, Foles steps in and takes him into the playoffs as well. Nearly Wentz does gets the hurt. same thing. Right. right. And so Wentz gets hurt. Well, they tie him up for like $128 million over four years. He's making more money than people that have actually won Super Bowls. Right. So Carr comes in now. Last year, he had... Not really anything, right? We got rid of Mike uh, of Michael Crabtree, who was a fairly big target that right. Carr liked. Uh, we had Jared Cook still, who ended up being our top receiver. Amari Cooper is traded because right. he's not really producing. Doesn't seem like he wants to be there. So he's throwing to people that just, you know, right. they're not quality wide receivers. They're not terrible. They're in and, the NFL. And even but they're not. They're Even not. with the Brandon LaFell started to become a target, and then we right. lost him as well. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's throwing to Seth Roberts, no longer with the team. He's throwing to a bunch of other people who Marcel Aitman, a seventh round draft pick. No right. offense, but seventh round draft pick, man. And yep. so people are, are jumping on the, well, you know, it's a passing league. He should have that type of yardage. All right. Let's go see what you do. Let's throw you out there running for your life and see how well you you perform. Right. So give you about you know two seconds to find an open window. Let's see you go out there. Carr's okay. If he wasn't okay, I truly, in my heart of hearts, believe that Gruden would have gotten rid of him because he does. He would want his guy. We've heard we've heard Gruden. We've heard Mayock. We've heard Carr. They're all on the same page. Carr's the guy for now. I do believe, like I said last week, he goes out and he makes boneheaded decisions and he has not a great year. I do think they move on. And I do right. think that happens. But I don't 
I don't have any reason to believe that he will go out and do that. I think he's going to do the opposite. You've got Antonio Brown. You've got Tyrell Williams. You've got, you know, J.J. Nelson, Ryan Grant, Hunter Renfro, Marcel Aitman. All of these weapons that have different different uh, abilities to fit into this offense. When was the last time we had a wide receiver like Antonio Brown? I'm going back to like 2001 when you've got Jerry Rice right. and Tim Brown. We kept That's hoping the- Cooper was going to be an AB, but he's just right. too inconsistent. He we wasn't. saw that in Dallas. Too inconsistent, yes. even with the Cowboys. I was talking to a Cowboy fan the other day. He was like, oh, man, those Cooper stats, though. And I bit my tongue because I was about ready to say, but, dude, he didn't show up for, like, two or three games in a row. He'd have a, he'd ball out. Then he'd be ghost for two weeks, and he wants Julio Jones-type money. Are you insane? Yeah, more than Julio Are Jones. Are you insane? I mean, come he on. He wants A-B money, and A-B has been on the top of the league for a long, for right. several years now. Right. It's ridiculous. So what does Carr need to do? I would say Carr puts up over 4,000 yards again. Yep. I'm probably going to say 4,200. That's what. That's my That's my uh, prediction. There you go. I'm going to go, he probably needs to put o- up over 20 touchdowns. Yep. I would say probably around 20, 22 as a low, up to 28 as a high. There that's what I'm going with that. As far as picks, keep them to a minimum. You throw... Eight, right. 10, somewhere in there. That's okay. He's never thrown over 13 picks in his career. I think that's he, pretty decent. Yeah, I think if he keeps it single digits, I'd give him eight yep. or nine with, eight or with nine. 24, 25 touchdowns. I'm, I'm pretty happy great. with that. Yep, and, and that QBR up around 96. Now, I know there's more advanced metrics, but I'm not, I'm not a metrics man. So I, I, I put him in that type of season. I, yeah. I think, he, and I think he's very capable of that. I do believe that if his passing numbers are down, maybe it's not quite 4,000 yards. They still have Doug Martin. They've got Josh Jacobs. They've right. got Chris Warren, the third, they've got uh, Jalen Richard. And as of now, they've got Deandre Washington as well. I think those guys are going to tote the rock a little bit this year behind that giant offensive line that they have. You've got Miller at left tackle. We know that we've got Brown at right tackle. We know that I love those bookends. I think Miller has a bounce back year. I think he's more comfortable this year. He's put on some weight. Then you've got at the left guard as of now incognito with Denzel good backing him up. Not too shabby. Yeah. Incognito will take your head off, you know? Yeah. He's nasty. You've got probably, in my opinion, the best center in the game right now in Rodney Hudson. And then you've got a returning Gabe Jackson who has, it's OTAs, I get that. But people say he can move this year. He tore his pec muscle last year in his right arm. You can't do much without a pectoral muscle. You need your arms, man, if if you're in the trenches. You need them. You need those pec muscles for pushing and shoving and bulldozing people. I think he has a good year. That's my opinion. I think he puts up those types of numbers, and I think we ride into Las Vegas with two more first-round draft picks next year and more draft capital and a fairly decent cap as well because 
after this year, I believe the contracts of Trent Brown, um, maybe it's the year after the first year in Vegas, but LaMarcus Joyner, all of those, even though they're, they're very front end loaded, um, types of contracts. And so you can get rid of Trent Brown, I think after next year for zero dead cap. Wow. Like if he doesn't pound out, you, you're not paying him anything. You pay him two years and, and he moves on. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's going to be good just like he has been, but you know, there's a lot to be looking forward to. And I know I say that every year, but really this year kind of feels different with Mayock being in there and drafting yes. with Gruden having yes. his guys in there in place, his second year as a, you know, his second year back into the league. I, I, I really have a lot of hope and I, I think I would be tickled to death with an eight and eight season as well, pushing for a playoff spot, even seven and nine. I'm kind of like, yeah, this is better than it was last year right. and what it has been for the past few years. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. Don't if you're wanting to you can't judge the record on car. You can't look at car and say we went 4 and 12. You're terrible. You can't. That's that's what writers do. That's what people do who write articles like Conley had an abysmal season. You know, that's what those people do. But if you actually are watching and paying attention, to how the game is played, how Oakland plays week in, week out, and how the players play. That's why I'm saying don't judge our record next season on Carr. I think Carr is going to get a lot of things turned out. I think it's going to be a big reason why we win between seven and nine games. Um, but if it is a seven and nine season, eight and eight season, I don't, we'll see. Because we, I mean, it could be. Carr has throws for 3,200 yards and 15 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Yeah, okay, we got, you got to, Point. And that that's what we're saying here. We have no problem moving off from Carr next year if he throw if he plays abysmal. If he's an ab- if it's like, okay, this guy is a glorified backup at best. You know, we've given him so many years. It's just it's for whatever reason he just can't reach. I would never put Carr in, in an elite level quarterback class. I need a couple sol- I need a couple of twenty sixteen campaigns before I yep. would even put him Absolutely. in an elite quarterback class. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think he's good. Um, but we're going to see now with the, with the pieces around him and we're going to see with second year offensive coordinator in the same offense for the second year. Now, I think we're going to be able to sit back and judge what do we have in car. And I think if I'm a bet, if I were a betting man, I would bet money on car. I think we're going to like what we have. And I think, um, I think a lot of Raider nation is going to like it, but just don't be surprised don't don't pin it on Carr if we're not twelve and four or ten and six and say, well, we got to get rid of Carr. He's the problem. Wait and see because I don't expect. I don't care who we have. I don't expect a ten and six season next year. If we have it, no. hallelujah. But I'm I'm a, maybe I'm a little more of a pessimist with that. But I don't know. Well, well I think we have. I think on like you said on the defensive side of the ball, there's a lot of new pieces. The, right. the, this roster is over fifty percent new. Right. And last year's roster, same thing. Yep. Now they have their guys. They have things in place. And I think I, I think the plan is there. I think the plan is there to to start. This is the foundation. And I think this is where what they want. Give this a couple years to gel. I mean, that, right. 
look how long Tom Brady has gelled with his head coach. Look how look how that's worked out for them. Look right. at how how terrible the Browns are every year because they have a new head coach and a new quarterback and new everything every year. That's that's how the that is like the de- definition of of not doing things the right way. And I right. think that's why Gruden was given a 10-year contract. Come in here, yes. tear everything down, get everything how you want it, then if you screw up, goodbye. But let's get some consistency, let's get people in the places where they feel comfortable. And you're going to have some misses in the draft. That happens. You're going to have some misses in free agency. Right. Everybody does. Everybody does. But it's the teams that limit that, that, right. that keep, you know, keep those giant contracts from going sour and keeping players hungry and wanting to win. Those are the people that win. And as much as I hate the Patriots, that's what they do. They find people that fit their system, that love football, that want to play hard, and they go out and they win. And they do it consistently. And I think that's why we see John Gruden tearing things down, putting his people in place, his coordinators in place. And uh, I think we're headed for brighter days. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. It may just not be this year. Right. Right. But I, like I've said before, I fully expect by 2020, by Vegas time, I think this team needs to be a playoff contender. This team, I, I expect them to be a playoff contender. By 2020, I think they are a nine and seven plus type team. So time will tell, you know, obviously barring anything crazy, another car injury or whatever. Right. And you can't help that. You can't help that stuff. Nobody has a crystal ball. We can't see into the future. Nobody saw saw Rogers getting hurt or Brady getting his knee injured here a few years back and having to sit out the whole season, you know? Right. And nobody saw Conley coming out of college with injuries either just to bark back up that tree because he was pretty much injury free. His knock was somebody had uh accused him of sexual assault that never even happened and that's why he dropped to the to the end of the first round right so you know that i'll get off that tree no no it's all good what we've got there we've got one more tyler and thank you ken for that for that uh, question yeah, about no, Derek Carr. Because that that's a really that's one of those things that you could sit and talk about for a really long time. And I'm sure we spent plenty of time on it, but that's that's an interesting way to look at it. What will we satisfy all of Raider Nation? No, because you know what there were people that thought um uh McLovin should have been starting instead of Carr. So there are always <laughs> there's always gonna be a, a percentage of of the Raider Nation that's like, you know, oh, we should have got you know, we should have moved up and picked uh, Kyler Murray last year. And boy, Raiders are going to pay for that one. Or we should have got, you know, uh, the young man, what's his name, out of Ohio State, Haskins. We should have got Haskins. Haskins. I wanted Haskins, and now Raiders are going to be screwed because they didn't get Haskins. There's always going to be a small faction of those people that want that. Right or wrong? Yeah, you know what? Haskins come out and leads the Redskins to a 12-4 and four season. Yeah, and, and, and Carr goes 7-9. and nine. Yeah, you know what? You can say I told you so, but I don't see that happening. So... We'll see. It all time will tell. Time will tell. One last supposed beat writer, which you know, I'm kind of hoping that I've said this before. Hopefully, when Oakland moves to Vegas, we'll kind of have like a turnover <laughs> in beat writers because, man, this this it's it's getting kind of bad. I feel like I feel like it's just I don't. There's just no like credibility or or like it's like these people are wielding these these 
uh, titles of beat writer and stuff, like with a little too much power. I feel like these people are going around slanging stuff around, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, you're you're a fan with an opinion. Let's let's right. let's let's uh, let's m- approach this from that. You're a fan with an opinion, and and that's great because everybody's got opinions and everybody's entitled to them because that's what makes this country great, Tyler. We can all have yes. opinions, and I might disagree, but I don't go on Twitter. I don't go on Facebook to find somebody's opinion I disagree with, then bring it onto this podcast and say, oh, did you hear what so-and-so said? No, I don't care. Everybody's got different opinions. That's great. But again, if you call yourself a a self-proclaimed beat writer, uh, a journalist, an analyst, um, uh, then then I got issue with with bringing up so-called these points or trying to make trying to make points like oh see this so we've got one more this week on the hit list who is it tyler again you you got the info on that yes um i took a picture of it hold on and again raider nation you don't want to end up on the hit list on behind the eye patch podcast don't say don't don't say stupid stuff because tyler sees all yeah tyler is like the all-seeing eye and, yeah, and you know what? We somewhat. glaze over a lot as just personal opinion and eh, it's whatever. But then there's some stuff like this that comes out that it, it's just like, you, like we said before, you can't let it pass. It's like, hold up now. This needs to be addressed because we're, 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 we're starting to sling some mud here and uh, yes. there needs to be some rebuttal. So Tyler, what do you got? There was a, a tweet sent out by a beat writer uh, saying funny that people are this is about richie incognito who we signed like uh what was it may 28th i believe is i believe may 28th uh funny that people are saying a 36 year old incognito deserves a quote second chance and he puts in parentheses more like seventh since college for mental health issues but alden smith josh gordon kenny Britt, etc are beyond repair so what? Micah Ugh. did some research. Here is, here are the chances that Alden Smith, just one of those, was given during his time in the NFL. Right, and and I want to approach. Like, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Yep, go ahead. Here's here's the problem with this because I I don't understand what again all it takes is just a little bit if you call yourself a beat writer or a journalist whatever you whatever all it takes is just a little bit you have a, you everybody carries a computer around in their pocket now in the form of your phone all it takes is just a couple of thumb taps and a little bit of googling to find out this information so we're going to rope incognito again super controversial signing Dude has had some whacked out stuff in the past. I'm not I'm not yes, defending that. I'm not saying this guy's a saint. But you know what? We're not here. He wasn't hired as a priest. He was hired to play on the offensive line for the Oakland Raiders and try to stay out of trouble. So now we're going to rope. We're now this beat writer has said, "You know what? Guys like Alden Smith never got a second chance. Guys like Josh Gordon never got a second chance." Well, let's review Schools in session, Raider Nation. Hot. Start with Alden Smith. Rookie in 2011. Uh, played for the 49ers. Uh, in 2000, let's see, where, do, where does this even start? In 2009, or 2014, served a nine-game suspension for, fi- for violating the NFL substance abuse and personal conduct policies. Reinstated week 11. Uh, and then August 7th, 
2015, he's arrested for his third DUI. And the 49ers release him. All right, third DUI, okay? Okay, so Oakland. Because, again, this is uh, this attack not on... Not soon after that third DUI. I don't know if it's on there or not. But he was arrested at an airport for making bomb threats. Right. As well. Okay, so 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 this this is what uh, we're, we're we're two we're two chances deep now. So now we're at, gone to Oakland. Signs a one year contract in 2015 with the Oakland Raiders. He plays, doesn't do too shabby. Um, and then in 2016, he's re-signed by the Raiders. Um, at, uh, let's see, 2016 re-signed on October 2017. He applies for reinstatement. Okay, because let's see, Raiders season first season Bengals. Um, oh, okay, so two days later, after playing November 15th in the 2015 season, uh, they issue Smith a one-year suspension due to his hit-and-run on August 6th of 2015. Okay, so how does Oakland cut him? No, Oakland keeps him. In 2016, he re-signs with the Raiders on April 4th. On October 27th of 2016, he applies for reinstatement. However, no reinstatement occurs, and he sits out the entire 2016-2017 season. Now, um, uh, let's see. Oakland keeps it throughout all of that. Following an alleged domestic violent incident, Raiders release him finally in 2018. That's uh, four, five incidences where Alden Smith was given us a first chance, second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, given five chances. However, for some reason, Alden, uh, Alden Smith is somebody who doesn't get second chances or third chances. No, that's true. He doesn't. He got five chances. He got five chances. And the, the problem I have with this is because this is directed, this is directed, this incognito remark. Uh, funny how people say that incognito should get a seventh chance. Uh, more like seventh chance. Uh, it's because you're directing that at Mayock and Gruden and the front office. You're saying, oh, yeah, you, you show, yeah, you guys would give him another chance. Funny how you give him a chance. As if, as if they've, like, they don't give people second chances. Uh, Alden's, Oakland Raiders gave Alden Smith uh, just that alone. Two, three chances alone through the Oakland yep. Raiders to, to get right. And, and kept him the whole time. Had him and sign. tried to give him support as much as they can because those types of players are not allowed around team facilities. Right. So as much as they could, they tried to put people around him and kept him on the roster. Right. So again, we're attacking this. This was a this was a sideswipe at Gruden and Mayock. Like, yeah, you guys would give Incognito a chance. Now, I feel like there might be some political motivation behind this tweet but as yes. always we keep it political free so no politics we won't, here. we won't get into that but just looking at it from a factual standpoint as if again the allegation is like oakland doesn't give people a second chance of course they would give incognito a second chance bull bull alden smith got several chances with oakland blew them all and and yet they kept him they kept him they kept him finally a domestic abuse allegation they said you know what gotta cut ties all right, so we've got uh, Josh Gordon as well, who, has, has, Micah said, has been roped into this tweet. So Josh Gordon uh, was drafted by the Cleveland Browns in the 2012 supplemental draft. So my thoughts went to, well, why the supplemental draft? In 
2000, well, let me get back down to where I was. So in 2010, during his sophomore year, he and a teammate were found asleep in a local Taco Bell drive-thru. They found marijuana in the car, and Gordon was suspended. In July 2011, uh, Gordon was suspended indefinitely by the head coach for failing a, a, a drug test. In 2011, of in August that same year, Gordon transferred to the University of Utah, where he sat out 2011 season after declaring too late for the 2011 supplemental draft. So he's got a history there in college. Cleveland Browns rookie season. Uh, he has a great season. He was, let's see, in 2013 season, the NFL announced that Gordon would be suspended for the first two games of the 2013 season due to violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. There's one as a pro. Uh, in the 2014 season, Gordon was arrested while driving, or for driving impaired in Raleigh, North Carolina. There's strike two. Uh, he acknowledged that the NFL suspended him in 2014 for a whole year for, again, violating the league's substance abuse policy. Uh, but then that was reduced to 10 games because of a new NFL drug policy, and he was reinstated November 17th. Uh, and then after that, uh, Gordon only played five games in 2014. 2015, once again, suspended for the entire season due to violating the league's substance abuse policy. He went into, uh, he was, let's see, entered the NFL substance abuse program after pleading guilty to a driving while impaired charge in September 2014. Uh, this suspension was for a year starting February 3rd, 2015, and he was not eligible to return until the start of the 2016 season. 2016, he applies for league reinstatement. It was denied because it was reported that he had failed another drug test. On 25th of July, 2016, he was reinstated. He was allowed to participate in training camp, but suspended for the first game or the first four games of the 2016 regular season. On September 29th, um, Gordon left the Browns to go to inpatient rehab, uh, and then. 2017, he applied again for league reinstatement, but was denied. November 1st, he was finally reinstated, and this is 2017, on a conditioning conditional basis. Um, let's see. He played for the Browns Week 13 game against the Chargers, and then 2018 season, he only played one game for the Browns. He played, then, let's see, what happened to them? He violated team's trust, and they cut him in September of 2018. Uh, then the Patriots signed, or he was traded to the Patriots in the, in the uh, let's see, for an exchange in the 2019 draft. In his first game with the Patriots, he had two catches. Then on December 20th of... 2018, he announced he would step away from football to focus on his mental health. Uh, and then on in 2019, the Patriots still have him on their roster with a second round exemption, and he's still there. He's still there. So after I, I'm there. up to like six different infractions. 
<laughs> yes. He's been suspended for from the league for a year two times. But but he now, never gets people, any second chances, Tyler. No, doesn't get any second chances. And now people I know will come at me and say, Tyler, it's because he's smoking pot. Right. Who cares? Okay, my response to that is you're an adult. Yep. You know the flipping rules right. of the NFL. Right. The NFL rules say you can't smoke pot right. and play. Yes. That's the rules. Yeah. Why do you feel like you're entitled to something that nobody else is entitled to? I have rules at my job. I can't tell people, like, that's like me saying, well, why can't I tell so-and-so that so-and-so's in physical therapy? I'm just breaking one little rule. It's the same rules. Right. You lose your job for breaking rules. That's what happens when you break rules. Right. You lose your job. There are consequences. Like, it's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. Like, and for, for crying out loud, grow up, lay off the weed, freaking ball out for a few years, make your millions, and then you can smoke all the heck you want. You can smoke every but day from sunup to sundown. Yeah, go hang out with Ricky Williams. <laughs> But for crying out loud, you're in the NFL. Put on your big boy pants and quit smoking weed when you know it's against the rules. And that's, it's that easy. And that's the problem because that's, again, without getting political, everybody's like, well, it was for it was for smoking pot, man. That's That shouldn't be illegal. Don't in the care. Person. It's against the right? rules. It's, like, it's against the rules for you. It's against the rules for me. It's against the rules for your quarterback, for your linebacker, for your for, for the, uh, the opposing defense, for the coach, for everybody. It's against the rules for everyone. So it's not just you. If you know the rules, like like you said, if look, if I was going to if somebody said we'll pay you, I don't know, let's let's throw a small number out. 5 million dollars this year if you sleep on a waterbed every night. But you have to sleep on a waterbed every night. Um but we'll pay you 5 million for the year to sleep but um uh but you have to sleep on a waterbed every night. I don't care. I'll sleep on a waterbed every night. If that's the rule to get 5 million dollars, I will sleep. I'll sleep on a waterbed for naps for every night. Everything you know the yeah. rules. Like that's that's what boggles my mind. You're getting it's ready like, to make just an app, a, a, a an amount of money that most people in their life would only dream about, would wish about, would go. But man, wouldn't that be cool? That a bunch of fat people like us, Tyler, sit around and watch a TV <laughs> and go, man, that what would that be like to cash a, uh, you know, a, have a. Nine million dollar signing bonus. What would that be like, man? That would be insane. Most, you know, ninety-seven percent. Pay off my student loans, right? With like, I go kick bonbons somewhere in Hawaii that. for the rest of my life yeah. for for yeah. Uh, for signing a one-year signing bonus like that. I would do a lot of things as long as they weren't illegal for nine million dollars in a year. Maybe some of them illegal. I don't know. I wouldn't rule that out. <laughs> but, but like, but that that's and an, that's the argument though. You hear a lot, like you said. Well, it was for something like smoking pot. A, it doesn't matter. Those are the rules. You didn't follow them. Yeah, you know what? I guess this this beat writer's right. He didn't get a second chance. He got six. He got six chances. Yeah. Uh, along he got with Alden a lot Smith, of chances. Who got Alden Smith got four or five chances himself. So to rope incognito in and say and try to make this, I think again, I think this was a political stunt. I I don't know what it was, but trying to make out like, well, yeah, incognito gets. I think it's funny he gets a second chance and people defend him when uh, they don't defend guys like Josh Gordon and uh, uh, Alden Smith. What are you talking about? Those guys have gotten as many chances as incognito. So so, just you know, I feel like this is again this is. This isn't any kind of. I appreciate journalism. I appreciate 
opinions when they have substance behind them. When I can look at something and go, wow, I never really thought of that. That's a good point. When I read it and go, wow, I really took something away from that. But drivel like this, where it's just somebody's opinion because they're feeling huffy and puffy about something at that point, but they're gonna they're gonna put this out, and that's just and and they're a they're a um, self proclaimed beat writer, a a you know in the journal community. That's silly and that's wrong, and and stop it, stop it. You know, and all I had to do was get on Google and look up two of these players. Yeah, it took me it took me two minutes. It took me two minutes, and I had to have a fairly decent grasp of the English language so I could read it. Um, for me to go, okay, the two examples that you're trying to rope in here with Incognito, uh, they actually have, yeah, you are right. They don't, didn't get second chances. They both got anywhere between four to six chances, uh, to and it's not, do it again. It, it's not like Alden Smith was just drinking and, and smoking pot. Right. He, those were domestic violence disputes. Right. Okay. Same thing, same thing that Incognito has in his past. Right. Yes. The man lost it at a funeral home i'm not gonna defend that right. i'm not gonna say that you should take guns to a funeral home punch caskets and want your dad's head cut off for scientific research right like that that I, i'm not defending that what i'm saying is it's a it's a lazy tweet right because right. it is it, it is like yes he has gotten several opportunities since college in Buffalo, the second time, did we hear anything about his his craziness? Right. Nope. You know why? Because he went to three flipping Pro Bowls, and he was a stud. Right. That's why. So, you know, all of a sudden now it's like, oh, the Raiders sign him, and all this fodder comes out. Nobody cared. Nobody cared until the Raiders were like, hey, you know, We've got a hole at left guard and Richie Incognito sitting out there. Right. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he 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 he's shooting up, you know, funeral homes and all this stuff, right. which isn't the case. Right. But you know, it, it's just it's crazy to me that Alden Smith gets you know gets his chances. Uh, who was the the guy in uh, for the Panthers? Hardy right. was his last name. Greg Hardy. He got. Greg Hardy, he gets, you know, allegedly shoving a girlfriend onto bed, onto a bed of guns and with guns on the bed, um, not made out of guns. Let's make that clear. (laughs) That would be really uncomfortable. uh, It would be very uncomfortable, but not to make light of that situation, domestic violence. Right. Okay. Right. Who gives him a chance? Cowboys. Yep. Cowboys give Greg Hardy a chance. Greg Hardy comes in, and if he would have kept his head on straight, he probably would have played there longer. He was an idiot, and he didn't. Right. So what? What else do you want? Like, it's just it's it's lazy. Right. And I probably shouldn't have even wasted my time on it, but I thought, really, like seriously, this is these are the examples you're going to give of people that I can think of guys that 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 got second chances on the Raiders, the Raiders organization since the beginning of time has been about giving people second chances. Right. Alden Smith, John Matuzic, uh, Ken Stabler, all these guys, Jim Plunkett, all these guys, okay? Second chances. And they went out, except for Alden Smith, that's a poor example, but they went out and they did their job and they redeemed themselves and they got they got their pride back. Right. You know, they they got their their I guess pride is the best word I can think about. Think of. 
but it's just lazy right and and it's crap and 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 w- the ironic thing will be if incognito's in there starting and he's pancaking defenders and he's blowing holes wide open these beat writers will be silent because it will at the be. end of the day it will be absolutely all, all they silent. care about is the raiders winning they don't they don't truly care about these seconds. They don't they don't they don't care. Are you kidding me? This is these are people again, you gotta remember, this is how this is how they operate. This is how you get likes, this is how you get retweets, follows, and you try to move up to maybe one day, man, maybe I can be in a um uh you know, maybe I can get a press pass and be at games. Um so that's what this is all about at the end of the day. And again, it's unfortunate because they put a lot um of just garbage out there like this yeah and 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 there's no integrity there's no there's nothing to back up nothing to substantiate these claims like i said i can get on google a a fan can get on google and look this up and look at that tweet and go well that's hogwash but this guy is gonna pass off as like i'm a beat writer i know what's going on you should so read my articles you need to read my articles if you want to get insight information my insights listen to what i'm saying and I, i read something like this and i'm like what? That's not insight. This is just uh, sounds like somebody who's just just having a bad day and right. is just like, you know what? I really don't like incognito. So what can I think up? Because that's honestly what this is. What can I think up? Uh, uh, you know what? Let, let me find a couple examples. Uh, uh, Alden Smith and uh, Josh Gordon. Let me throw those in there. Well, your examples are really poor because I just got online and just totally debunked this whole thing. So, right. And I guarantee you, if if Incognito goes out, he does something stupid, okay? Right. He's gone. Right. It's simple as that. Right. He's got. He gets his little pinky toe out of out of place. He will be gone. Right. That's that's the reality of it. Right. Okay. It's and I don't know. I don't know how to make the line between. I don't. I don't agree with what he has done in the past, but. He f- he's there to play, right? And if you you know, it, yeah, maybe we don't. He's gotten help. How are we supposed to know? He, here's are, my, I'm not a psychologist, right? Here's my. I'm not thing. his doctor. We don't have. It's not a a um a Tyree Kill situation. It's not. You know, now with the news has come out today where it's like, well, maybe his girlfriend has some sort of mental illness thing. So maybe she just you know thought up her child's broken arm and so Tyree killed there are gonna be no charges for him. It's not something like that. I'm not defending somebody like that. I'm not saying, well, okay, well if they can't bring any charges against Tyree Kill, um, or uh, uh, Ray Rice or somebody like that, then I guess, you know, uh I'll sweep that under the rug because I really need him this year. <laughs> I'm not like that. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, like like you mentioned, second chance. All these and this is what this was about. This supposedly none of these other guys got second chances. Wrong. They got five or six chances, and so is Incognito. He's getting another chance. But like you said, uh, Alden Smith, domestic violence, domestic violence thing came up. They said, you know what? We're done, man. It's this isn't drinking anymore. This isn't you know DUI. This is you know this is where the Raiders organization draws the line, and that's where I had issue with this. It's only it's like well, or, of course the Raiders organization would uh, give Incognito a chance. It's like what are you talking about? They give everybody a chance. They give Alden Smith a We're chance. We're full of second chances. Right, right. So get off of Since it. Since the beginning of 1961. Right. And you know what? For whatever reason, you or don't 1960, like... 1960, I digress. You don't like Incognito. That's fine. You don't like... There are a lot of people that don't like it. A lot of people don't like the signing. But I guarantee you, there are going to be a lot of people that are willing to sweep it under the rug 
if he's balling out this year. And that's And he goes to a pro bowl. Right. And so then there are going to be a lot of people that are like, well, and that's when you're going to find out, okay, so all these issues didn't really matter to you guys. You just, you had to write an article. You had to, you, you felt out the current situation on social media and thought, what kind of tweet can I create to get a lot of love? Because that's what, the, again, at the end of the day for beat writers, that's what it's about. It's about the notoriety. It's about getting recognized. And that's what they're in it for. So a lot of this isn't actual, it's not like, you know, I really feel this personally. This is wrong. It's, I think this is, again, a classic example, like like the article that we read earlier. This is a classic example of just, like, feeling the mood out. How's everybody feeling? What can I put out that would would people have people like, oh, you know, you're so right. Oh, that's such a great thing. Uh, well, all it takes is a little bit of digging to find out that that was just, that's silly nonsense. So I think that's what this was in both cases. Just people feeling out, feeling it out. Finding out, okay, what what can get me a little love today on social media? What can get people to read my articles? To get me a follow? And unfortunately, that's what it seems like journalism is turned into nowadays. It's not actual, like, facts and figures and, and uh, you know, insight. It's just a lot of how people personally feel. And that's what's unfortunate. So... Anywho, Tyler, I think we've done this justice, and we have... we have. I feel better. Yeah. I'm still a little upset, but I feel better. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, you don't want to get called out on the Behind the Patch podcast. Don't come up with silly stuff, man. Just, yeah, because I see it. Right. I see all of it. <laughs> Tyler will catch it. Um... Dude, moving on from that, I feel I feel cleansed, man. I feel well, that's good. I feel good. I feel good about it. And Raider Nation, tell us your thoughts. You have thoughts on the signing? I was actually really surprised, Tyler. Actually, how many people were cool with it? Because I had originally read there were, it seemed like there were a lot of people like no, no, no. But then, like, at least in the Facebook universe, there were a lot of people that were actually like, you know what? I don't agree with what he did in the past, but he's a Raider now, so let's get it. And it was like that's cool. That's cool. You yeah. know, and I'm fine with that because again. It was not, you know, I, I, I don't agree. I don't endorse what he did. Absolutely nope. not. But this isn't a Ray Rice. He didn't, you know, he didn't hit a woman. He's not, he's not a Tyreek Hill who I do believe hurt his child. I'm not defending. Right. I don't care who you are. If Carr smacked his wife around and hit his kids, I'd be like, that dude needs to be off the team like yesterday, man. That's right. wrong. Absolutely. That's wrong. But that's not, it's not that. We have a lot of, a lot of incidences, a lot of, really wacky things that this guy said as far as with the father's head and the punchy casket stuff. I'm like, uh, and that does make me a little nervous. I'm like, eh. you know, we have Vontez perfect. We got incognito. I'm, I don't know. How's this going to play out? This could be really good. This could be a really cool redeeming story for both of these players. And right. by week, by week 12, we're going, Oh my gosh. Are who are we not psyched? We have perfect and incognito on our team. These are you guys, not entertained? Right. These guys are just bawling out. This is like their their rebirth for these guys, man. Or we could be going, yeesh, boy, this is a train wreck. We'll just have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see. Yep. So, anywho, you want to get in on it, Raider Nation? You want to give us your thoughts on any of these topics or any topics coming up, man? Give us a call, 208-557-9771. Get on the voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it back here on the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. We'll talk about it. We'll mull it over. We're not going to call you an idiot for your opinions because you know what? Everybody's got a different opinion. Like I said, there are people that still think we should have taken a quarterback in the last draft. I don't agree with it. 
I would argue my point why I don't agree with it, but you know what? Everyone's entitled to their own opinions. And you know what? You might be looking at me. I might have to eat crow, Tyler. I've eaten crow on several we occasions. All might. I, I ate crow on the Khalil Mack thing. I said, there's no way they're getting rid of Khalil Mack. Well, what do you know? Like, literally a week later, Khalil Mack gets traded. So, I'm, hey, yep. when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. But I'm also entitled to my own dang opinion. So, you're going to hear it. Absolutely. So, Tyler, you got anything else for us? We've just got those two phone calls. Let's get it. If we, uh, we'll, we'll play those, and then uh, we'll have a quick uh, recap of the calls, and then I think that ends it for me for today. Awesome. Let's get to it. Hey, behind the iPads, fellas. Uh, my name is uh, Raider Roo. Uh, my first time uh, calling you guys. I guess I found you, I don't know, a few months back, just before the season ended. I've been listening to you guys since. Uh, it's nice because I like all the Raiders podcasts I can get. I work a 12-hour shift driving a forklift, so it's nice during the week to have some uh, some thoughts going in there <laughs> to listen to, to get through. But I do think you guys are doing a good job, and I enjoy you guys' show, and I said keep up the good work. And uh really don't have a lot to say on the Raiders stuff right now. Just wanted to get my first call in and let you guys know how I felt. Also, I'm calling from Logan, Utah, and I know your guys' buddy Birch is uh, from Logan, Utah. And so, hey, he's a Raiders fan of Logan. I'm a Raiders fan of Logan. So, like, we're going to have to meet sometime. <laughs> Anyways, again, keep up the good work. I appreciate you guys putting out the content. And uh, some of the interviews are doing pretty awesome. So, yeah, thank you guys. And uh, go Raiders. Hey, yo, it's Monster Mash Ken calling from New York City with uh, East Coast Nation Podcast. Uh, Tyler Micah, I just wanted to say great job on the show. I just, uh, I was better late than ever, but I just got done listening to uh, your last show with Murph, and I, I uh, wanted to address a couple things real quick. Uh, first of all, Wolfpack Nation, uh, God rest to our rested soul in peace. Uh, we had to shut that one down. We, uh, yeah, just creative differences there, but it's all good. Uh, the content is still lurking out there somewhere. But uh, anyway, the, the name came from we wanted to merge together um, re- wrestling and Raiders podcast. So hence Wolfpack. And um, one of you spoke about a little bit about the Wolfpack being part of the NWO. And uh, that was us. And then the nation, obviously, with the Raider Nation. So we merged those two together and, and that kind of formed that. But just like the NWO, Wolfpack, they all split up into all these different factions. And here I am with ECN. And uh the other, the other team there, they, they formed their own show. And, uh, uh, so yeah, so all good there. Uh, now as far as, uh, the Mark Pet King thing, uh, yeah, we did have the privilege of you know, interviewing this guy. And I know that you mentioned that you wouldn't want him back on the team. I feel like uh, any upgrade other than Pete Townsend is bigger than that. Uh, you know, they would do better. Uh, so Marquette, you know, on our show, he, you know, I think he just acted in emotion, uh, getting fired and, and not knowing what had happened until we got called to the office and you're fired and he reacted. He's a young guy, uh, good guy. Now, as far as I'm being back on the team, yeah, I agree. You know, it's, it's more of just upgrading at that position rather than who's at the position. Uh, but yeah, I think he did burn his bridges as Murph said. Uh, and then just a shout out to Murph and the uh, Murph fan cave, just the best of the best. You know, I know us podcasters, we all strive to be, uh, better, uh, than, than, um, those guys, and uh, but it's probably never going to happen because they set the bar pretty high with the PJ4F guys and and, uh, and Q as well at at, uh, uh, at his show. Anyway, uh, 
just keep up the good work, guys. You have my full support and uh, Raider Nation. Raider Rue, man, so much love. We appreciate you reaching out, giving us a call. Thank you for the support and for listening, man. Uh, yes, hitting sir. the forklift, bro, that that can be some sketchy work. So stay safe, but have fun on that because I've always wanted to drive one of those around. They're pretty I never fun. have. Oh, have you driven one around, Tyler? Well, I don't think probably to the extent that Raider Rue is driving around a forklift, but when I worked at a uh, – I, I used to work at a – hardware store oh, in, okay. in high school and i got to drive the forklift to move pallets around the parking lot and such like and stuff oh, like that it's pretty fun until you drop a pallet <laughs> and uh you've got cement i never did that but it did happen and you got to cement all in broken bags and and the boss is not happy right. when his revenue source is destroyed <laughs> so Luckily, like I said, it wasn't me, but yeah, it can be dangerous. It yeah, can, man. Uh, it can be sketchy. So, so good luck. Be careful out in Logan. Uh, and uh, Birch, may, you may have to hit this guy up, man. Yeah, man. Go watch a game. Raider Roo. Be safe out there. Have fun on the forklift, though. I, I, I want to, if you call in again, I want to hear a good forklift story. The Raider, Ooh, be Na- Raider Nation yeah. demands a good forklift story. Let's Tales put it that way. from the forklift, we could call it. I love it. I love that awesome segment. And big shout out to Monster Mash Kedman. We also appreciate you giving us a call. Uh, and for the support, we support you, man, in the new endeavor with the podcast. It's just a fun time. Again, you know what? I'm not, Tyler and I don't sit here. We're not saying, hey, you guys need to tune in because we have a hotline into Gruden's office and we know his moves. And so you want some real insider scoops? Listen to the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. No, man, we're ranting. We're ranting against the establishment. We're 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 ranting and raving against against ignorance in Raider Nation too, because it needs to be called out. Because I feel like it's been it's been festering for too long. The, people have been running around with hot garbage takes, and it seems to be getting worse. So somebody needs to stand up and go, "Hold up, now, hold up, now. This is really poor. This is really poor. So let's let's tighten the belt up a little bit here, and let's get Put back on our to big some, boy pants. Yeah, and our big let's, boy belts. Let's get back to some professionalism a little bit here, because at the end of the day, we're all just fans. All right, we're all just fans. So let's approach it uh, from that standpoint, and it makes it a lot easier too if you just do that. It makes I've it found. more fun. Yeah, it makes it way more fun, dude. Because what happens is, as then you start to think yourself an insider. Because, you know, now you have 3,000 people following you or 6,000 people following, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you have to start, there's this pressure. You feel like you have to start delivering, like, insider knowledge and information. And usually, you see it with these guys. It starts to spin out of control with with crazy takes like this. Then all of a sudden, you're like, wait, what? What are you talking about, man? You know? And then and then all right. of a sudden, it's like the... the it's like they've told. It's like telling a lie, and you start believe the lie, and you get like deeper into the weeds, and it's like, oh, I gotta keep, gotta keep going with it. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta build on it, and it's like, stop, stop. You know, it just, just give us your opinion or or tell us your thoughts. I appreciate that, man. And but but don't be stupid thoughts, man. Don't don't stuff right. like this that that can be looked up and and debunked in a matter of minutes, man. That that doesn't fly in Raider Nation, man. We demand excellence. Isn't that what we strive for? commitment to it i believe is what our our motto is a commitment 
right. excellence. So let's let's strive for that across the board, not just on the football field. So that's my takeaway from all of this. So Raider Nation, thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Ken, for yeah, calling Ken. in. Appreciate it. And thanks for the question about car today. Very, uh, very great question. Very insightful. Who knows? We might come and uh, crash your podcast one day. Be ready um, because we might find out if there's a hotline into the pod or uh, we might find out where you live and, and come <laughs> over on a recording day and you're just going to have a random knock at the We're door. We're just going to show up in New York yeah, at his house. With podcasting equipment. And uh, it's going to be going down, and, and you're just going to have to deal with it. So uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's, it's all good, and it's all there, as they say. Tyler, man, this has been great fun. Always good to get back on it. The off season yes, never is. stops in Raider Nation. Always a bunch of good news. Always a bunch of things to follow in the off season. So far, keep your fingers crossed, knock on wood. No serious injuries thus far. Let's hope that continues to roll for the Raiders in the off season. And uh, let's get after it, man. Let's get after it. All righty. Sounds good. Sweet Raider Nation, thank you so much for listening. We will see you in the next podcast. Just win, baby.